When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, everybody, to the Orange Brown Talk podcast. Dan Lobby with Mary Kate Cabot and Ashley Bastock. Day 14 of training camp, the last day with fans in attendance here in Berea. We just walked off the practice field about half an hour ago, uh, something like that. Um, so let, let's get into it. Anthony Schwartz was a topic of discussion today. Uh, Mary Kate, someone that you have been a big advocate for uh, ever since the Browns drafted him, struggled on Friday night in the preseason opener. Dropped a pass today, but had a big touchdown catch when they were doing two-minute drill, uh, some situational stuff down towards the end. And it just got me thinking, Anthony Schwartz in 2022, what does a successful season ultimately look like for him? Well, I'm going to dial it back to what I said last <laughs> year, uh, because I felt uh, that, you know, I set the bar pretty high for him because of his speed and because of what I thought that they kind of had in mind for him. And so I set the bar pretty high last year at about five touchdowns, but that included receiving on an end around, a, you know, a jet sweep, a return. You know, I think that's what he's capable of. Now, I set the bar high for him, and I have the bar, bar set high for David Njoku, too. And some of Anthony Schwartz achieving this, I think, uh, will come when Deshaun Watson is in the lineup. But I think the whole key for Anthony Schwartz is confidence. I think he needs to rebuild his confidence. And today helped uh, to be able to catch that 36-yard pass from Jacoby Brissett at the end of the two-minute drill, that's where you build up a few confidence chips. And, you know, he was pretty down on himself after that game. He was really down on himself. Uh, but remember, he was coming off of a knee injury. He had only practiced probably, I don't know, maybe twice before that game uh, because of the knee injury. So I think it's just going to be uh, baby steps for him to get to where he needs to be. And these practices against the Eagles, I think, will be very helpful for him. Ashley, what about you? What does a successful year look like for Schwartz? So I'm going to keep it, I think, more basic with him. And I've said this before about Anthony Schwartz, but I really think the first thing he needs to do is figure out a way to stay healthy because that, I think, has been his biggest roadblock in his NFL career so far. He just needs to be out there more. And I think the stuff that Mary Kay is talking about, that will come when he is out there and gaining the confidence and getting the reps. And we know that Anthony Schwartz is a high football IQ kind of player. That's why the Browns drafted him for a lot of reasons. Um, But I just think he needs to now prove that he's available. And they say, you know, it's a cliche, but the best ability is your availability. And he just hasn't had that so far. So actually being around, I think, is going to be key for him and will be one step forward from last year. I I think one of the problems he's going to face is opportunity. Mm-hmm. Because you you know Mari Cooper is going to be one of your starters on the outside. You know Donovan Peoples-Jones is going to start on the outside. Uh, David Bell is going to be your starter in the slot. Now that doesn't mean there aren't opportunities there, but Anthony Schwartz is going to be the third guy up on the outside. Mm-hmm. So he's got to take advantage of those opportunities when he's out there. And he's, I don't know, Mary Kay, it seems like he thinks too much. 
You know, because I've, yeah. I've said this and I've talked about it to stand on the sideline, like, sometimes he just doesn't look fast. And we know he is fast. So, like, why is that? Probably because he's overthinking things. Probably because he's, you know, it's, he's trying to process things a little too slowly. Well, you know, he, he's a smart player, so he might be thinking too much. It's not that he can't process, because yeah. he can process. It's just that uh, he might be overthinking things instead of just maybe reacting and following his instincts a little bit and playing, you know, just going out there and playing football. So I think those things will help him. But he had a lost season last year. And I wrote a story about this. Um, if, if I don't know if anybody got a chance to read it or not, but it sort of explains and wraps up what his rookie year was all about. I mean, in that second week, he was basically, from there on in, blamed for Baker Mayfield's injury uh, because he stopped on his route and uh, it resulted in an interception against the Texans, Justin Reed, and Baker tried to make the tackle, tears his labrum, and, you know, that kind of came down on Anthony. I think that got in his head a lot throughout the season. So I think he's, he's a sensitive guy, okay? He cares a lot. And sometimes a, a guy like that has a hard time, you know, moving forward and shaking things off. I mean, he, you know, he's got to toughen up a little bit, basically, I think is, yeah. is what it is. He, he just has to get more mentally tough. And when he can do that, uh, then I think he will be able to start to reach his potential. But you're right, Dan. I mean, the opportunities might not be there. When Deshaun Watson plays, I think plenty of opportunities will yeah. be there. But before that time, I mean, he's a downfield guy, right? So if Jacoby Brissett is going to be the quarterback, who knows if if a speedster like Anthony Schwartz is going to get those go routes and those opportunities that he really needs to excel. I think it was a little unfair to when he got drafted, and this certainly isn't his fault. And I don't think any of us talked about him like this, but just this compare, oh, he's fast, so who do you immediately think of when you think of somebody who's fast? Oh, he's going to be Tyreek Hill. And, like, that's unfair. Like, Tyreek Hill is a great route runner, catches the football. It does so many things besides just being fast. And for Schwartz to kind of be, oh, this is going to be the Browns' Tyreek Hill, well, no, this is just going to be a really fast guy that can get down the field, you hope, and make some big plays for you. He's not going to be your leading receiver. He's not going to catch 10 footballs every game. He might catch two long passes a game, something like that. That's sort of his role, I think, ultimately. So, Ashley, I thought that was a little bit unfair by some people to maybe look at him and say, okay, this guy's going to be Tyreek or any, any other number of just super fast receivers that have been successful in the NFL. Yeah, and I think it's why all three of us at different points have tried to temper down, you know, when David Bell got drafted, what were people right. saying? He's going to be the next Jarvis Landry. <laughs> and we're like, that's an extremely high bar for anyone to meet. Like, David Bell's not going to be the next Jarvis Landry. He's going to be David Bell. Um, so it's kind of along those lines with Anthony and like to go along with what Mary Kay was saying. I do think he just needs to work on that mental side of things. You know, it's funny when we've talked to Cade York, for example, obviously totally different position, right? But so much of kicking is mental. That's a guy who spent hours and hours and hours working on that side of things. And I think Anthony Schwartz also needs to kind of work on that and learn on that. And as somebody who I also, you know, was very smart in school, I was an athlete, like I was hard on myself when I was playing sports. Like that is a hard feeling. You almost get stuck in a rut and I'm not an NFL player, but you can kind of appreciate how that can sort of spiral when you're in your head like that, I think. And especially, and I don't know how much time Anthony Schwartz spends, but when you spend a bunch of time on social media, or if you even look at social media, like, if you look at it at the wrong time, like, 
it can wear on you, and, and yeah. it can wear you out when you're not producing. Now let's talk about the guy who threw the touchdown to Anthony Schwartz, and that's Jacoby Brissett. We haven't spent a ton of time on him. Somebody actually tweeted at us and said, hey, why aren't you guys talking about the guy who's going to be the starter? So let's do it. Uh, Mary Kay, Jacoby Brissett. I thought he had a good day today. I also think it was sort of the entire package with him of there's going to be some really good stuff, but he's also going to miss some stuff. I, I think he missed a throw when they were doing, it wasn't two minute, but it was down eight um, inside the 10 yard line. I think he missed a couple throws there. Um, so again, there's some good there. There's some bad there. It's just kind of, this is why this guy has been sort of a backup his whole career. Yeah. You know what? I mean, I have to wonder if we're not going to look back to this training camp and wonder if they waited a little bit too late to start giving him most of the first team reps. Mm -hmm. It seemed a bit odd to me that they waited until day 13 to do that. That was yesterday. I mean, right? Or day was 12. It? Oh, day 12. Yeah, day 12. Okay, Since so it was we day there. 12 of training camp is when they started to do that. And it just seems to me that uh, they should have rolled him in there a little bit sooner to get that timing down, uh, you know, to get those situations down, uh, to get, you know, to get working with while well, he would have had a new center to work with. Anyways, but just, you know, <laughs> to get the snaps, you know, the, the center quarterback exchange mm -hmm. uh, really honed in. Um, so, you know, yeah, I don't know. I'm a little concerned about that for his sake. But the lights are coming on. I mean, you can see he's starting to get sharper. He's played a lot of football in his career. He's been mm -hmm. around for a long time. I mean, this is not like Josh Dobbs, who has attempted 17 passes in his NFL career. I mean, this guy has spent two full seasons as the full-time starter. Uh, he's gone 14 and 23 in his career. He's started a lot of football games. And uh, so the moment isn't going to be too big for him. It's just kind of pulling it all together in a new scheme, a new system, new players. And it, we talk about this so much. I don't want this to turn into a Deshaun Watson discussion. But we saw Deshaun with the second team. Mm -hmm. The ball he threw to Miller Forrestall, the tight end, mm -hmm. for a touchdown on their two-minute drive was, like, on the move, accurate. Like, it was just unbelievable. Sort of like Anthony Schwartz. You can't expect Jacoby Brissett to be Deshaun Watson. But I, I think we're starting to see a little bit of like what he can do, Ashley, but yeah. also his limitations. We're starting to see a little more, and that's actually what I was talking to uh, Lance Reisland, who does the film stories for us. Uh, we were standing on the sideline, and he brought out they were stretching the field more today. It seemed like with him he was taking more of those shots. But still, when you see him out there... He's so quick because that's like kind of how you have to be. Like the decisions he makes are really quick and authoritative, and he takes the easier option. Like there was one play where he had, you know, a corner route open, but he took the 15 yard out route for his look. I don't remember who the pass was to and made the pass. Like he's going to make the easy play because that's what he's, he's made a career out of, basically, and been successful doing that. Um, anything else on Jacoby before we touch on Miles real quick, Mary Kay? You know, I mean, I think he's he's showing his ability to run the keepers and the boots and the, you know, to be on the move and stuff like that. So uh, I think you'll see a fair amount of that, you know, when he's in there. He has the ability to, you know, to shift and to, to move and to run, and uh, you can do some different things with him that way. I think he actually is going to tuck and run a little more than Deshaun. Like, Deshaun is always kind of looking to throw when yeah. he's on the move. Um, not that he won't run, but I think Jacoby might actually be more willing to just yeah. say, you know what, forget it, I'm going. And I, um, think, and I think we saw that today. And I think Deshaun will have more of the design runs, probably, is my guess. Yeah, I, I think you're right on that. One last thing before we take a break and look ahead to the joint practices. Miles Garrett, not here, uh, excused absence. Nothing to be concerned about, right, Mary Kay? 
No, nothing to be concerned about whatsoever. Uh, and when it comes to Miles missing training camp, that can be an advantage. You're taking a little bit of tread off the tires, a little bit of wear and tear off the body in these dog days of camp. So absolutely, he's physically fine. Uh, I'm sure he's staying in shape wherever he is. He will be back in due time, not exactly sure when. Don't know if he'll be here for these joint practices against the Eagles or not. And if he's not, I've been saying he doesn't have to rush back for the game on Sunday because the veterans are sitting out that mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. So if he can't get back by you know Thursday, Friday, he might as well just stay out until their next practice, which I think is the following Tuesday. Yeah. Ashley, if we were doing – we haven't done a roundtable fantasy draft in a while. If we were doing a draft of people who don't need training camp – Miles Garrett might be the number one pick. He's right up there, you know, and I was thinking that, too. I was laughing today because we didn't see Jadavian Clowney out there. We haven't gotten the official injury report, but we assume it's just a rest day for him. And he had such a good day yesterday. I was joking. They were probably like, you know what? Jadavian deserves two days off. Like, these guys like that, you don't want to... It's such a balancing act, I feel like, and we've tried to get at this with Kevin a little bit. Like, the risk of injury and wearing guys out versus making sure guys are game ready. And I think there's only so much you can do. But Miles Garrett is the leader of this defense. He's been in the system long enough. I think it's this week is not going to make or break anything he does this year if he's not here. Okay, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll take a quick look ahead to those joint practices against the Eagles. And we are back on the Orange and Brown Talk podcast. Dan Lobby, Mary Kay Cabot, Ashley Bastock. Uh, we're going to do players to watch with the Eagles. In little inside baseball here. We do a stand-up video every day. And we sort of use the same topics. Sometimes we'll double up on the topics. We just sort of expand on them uh, in, in the podcast. So I already kind of know who Mary Kay and Ashley have in mind. I'm going to put Ashley on the spot, and I'm going to see if she dares to do it. To take Mary, Mary Kay's Kay, or Ashley, who are you... Watching in the joint practice. I'm not going to do that to Mary Kay. I've gotten so many good picks over her in these fantasy drafts. I can take, you know what, I like my pick from earlier today. I've actually technically kind of stolen him from you now in terms of talking of guys to these rookie guys that we love to talk about. I'm going to go with Martin Emerson. And Dan and I were sitting in the media room earlier today and we were, of course, talking about when you get these joint practices, it's like, what? Who's going to cause a scuffle? Who's going to get into a fight? And I don't think Martin Emerson intentionally causes fights, but he is a very physical player yeah. who bothers receiver, receivers. That's one of his biggest strengths. He has that awesome length, those 33 and a half inch long arms. And, you know, I said it during earlier in this training camp, we saw him get into a mini scuffle with Donovan Peoples-Jones, who is a fairly even-keeled kind of player. So I'm, I'm curious to see what he looks like going against another team, how aggressive he is, if that aggressiveness really gets to receivers who aren't used to going against him every day. Um, and I've just been really impressed with him this training camp and against Jacksonville, obviously the amazing pick six. So I just, I'm really excited to continue to see him develop, especially with Greg Newsom, you know, not practicing currently. We don't know what his status is going to be um, for those joint practices either. So Martin might get a lot of good looks. Mary Kay, I think this is a good opportunity for Emerson because, De- like, like Ashley said, we might not see these top two corners, or at least one of them. Mm-hmm. And A.J. Brown is coming to town, and he is about as big and physical a receiver as there is. He's basically a tight end playing receiver, one of my favorite guys to watch. That would be a great opportunity for Joe Woods and Jeff Howard to, to say to Martin Emerson, we're going to match you up with him. We're going to get you some one-on-ones with him. We're going to get you some work against him and team, because I think that's sort of... How they envision him. Can they put him on a tight end? Can they put him on these bigger receivers? I, I kind of like the idea of 
seeing how he does in that size versus size against one of the best in the business. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a blessing in disguise that those guys are out because he is getting some forced starting reps. And uh, these reps that he's getting right now will, will go a long way towards getting him ready to play the season. I mean, he's going to have... Uh, they are expecting big things from him this year. I mean, he who knows? He he could be starting on the outside opposite Denzel decide you know, in in the nickel and the dime and those kinds of things. So uh, so it will be very interesting to see what he does in these joint practices. And um, and like Kevin Stefanski said, you know, they well, he didn't really quite say it like this, but you can't turn him into uh, you know, Richard Sherman or something because he went out there and had this 75, 74-yard pick right, six right. in that game. You've got to realize that, I mean, he got beat on the Anthony Schwartz 36-yard mm-hmm. touchdown pass today in the two-minute drill, and that's what you have to have with a rookie. You just it's rep it over and over and over and let him get his feet wet and let him, you know, let him get a feel for the game. But the thing about him uh, that I always notice is that I mean, he's played at such a high level. He's played against the, the some of the best competition in college football, and he's not intimidated out there. You know, mm-hmm. he's 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 very aggressive. He's very confident, and that will serve him well. All right, Mary Kay, you get your guy. Who are you looking to watch? Yeah, I feel guilty that I'm not saying the quarterback. <laughs> um, but we already talked about well, yeah. yeah, but um, but it's David Bell. David mm-hmm. Bell is back in practice, and uh, he was out up until last Saturday. I think it was August sixth. Uh, with a stress fracture in his foot, and you know now he's back, and the lights are coming on, and he's heating up, he's finding his mojo with Jacoby Brissett, and now we are seeing those excellent hands that everyone keeps telling us about, and that we have seen on film, and uh, he really looks the part, and to go up against another team, and to get a bunch of reps, once again, you know they have injuries at receiver, so you know he's going to get plenty of reps. And um, and I I can't wait to see what he can do. I th- I think there's a world where we look back and we wonder like should the Browns have drafted George Pickens or Sky Moore? But I don't think it's going to be that much regret because I think David Bell is starting to show what we all believe like the guy's going to catch a bunch of footballs. He's going to get open and he's going to catch a bunch of footballs and he's probably going to score a bunch of touchdowns. So we talk about can he be the next Jarvis Landry? I think that's what people talk about, right? Ashley, yeah. it's the hands. It's just catching a bunch of passes, and I think he'll be able to get in the end zone a lot. And I think what gets lost in him, and I'm interested you know, to see this as he gets more reps and with these joint practices especially, but everyone I've talked to about him that knew him in high school and college, he's never had that 40 speed that we talked about. Obviously, he didn't have that at the Combine or his Pro Day. But he's always been a guy who has football speed, which is different. And it's knowing when to turn it on. It's knowing how to beat people. And I think you're starting to see all that stuff in these practices. We saw it today a little bit in the two-minute drill and things like that. Um, so I really think he's he's getting it. And again, he's going to have to make up for lost time a little bit. We know that's valuable for these young guys. But I'm really excited to kind of see him get more of those reps. Well, the funny part is that you've got Anthony Schwartz, who has the speed yeah. and needs the hands. <laughs> you've got David Bell, who has the hands and could use the speed. So, you know, depending yep. on your matchup type of situation. It's going to depend on a lot. Right? I mean, if you, know, if you want to... Uh, you know, hit the go route, then, you know, you try to put Anthony in there. If you need some of the shorter underneath stuff, you're going to go with David. So they have a little bit of a mix of everything. Okay, I'm going to call an audible. I'm going to go with a different name, in part because I can't remember the name I said before. I can't either. I was just (laughs) thinking about that. I I don't remember who I said. Uh, I'm going to go with David Njoku. I want to see him be 
sort of a difference maker in, in these practices. And he was really, if I remember right, he was really good in the Giants practices last year. And I just kind of want to see him be that difference-making tight end and be a matchup problem for Philadelphia and be somebody that they have to worry about. Because we're not going to see him in the preseason game here. We'll probably see him in the third game, but not for long. So I guess this is sort of, all right, it's competitive. Jacoby needs you. Go out there and be a difference-maker at tight end because they just paid you to be that. Dan, you've come so far. <laughs> I didn't say he would. I didn't say he would be. I Dan's said I want to see. I, I would to like see to see it. him be that. So he wants to see if he can be that. I'm happy no, to be proven I, wrong. I'm, by just, David. I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm teasing you because we we all have our people that we wonder about. We all have our you know players that we sort of pull for. And, and Dan, we you know we I've been trying to drag you onto the Anthony every, Schwartz, David, David the every now and again. I start to like take that first step on and yeah, then like, something happens. <laughs> yeah, I go back and forth. So no, I and, and I don't blame you because uh, he's been inconsistent. He certainly hasn't lived up to the contract that they gave him yet. $13.68 million. That's money uh, paid for what we think you're going to do, not what you've done yet because he's averaged three or four touchdown catches a year and right. he got paid big. So um, he does have a lot to prove. And once again, you know, every time we answer these questions, uh, you know, we always have to qualify it with, is Deshaun Watson going to be throwing him the ball at some point? Because I think David and Deshaun have the potential to kind of be dynamite together. I think Deshaun loves to throw to his tight ends. I think he's going to find David. Uh, I think David will flourish when Deshaun is out there. I don't know if it's going to be like that with Jacoby. I, I really don't. Uh, but once, because Deshaun is so good at ball placement and he just, he can put it wherever he wants. Yeah. He can make any throw. He can roll out and get it there. He can, you know, I mean, he, he just has the arm talent uh, to get the ball to where only David Njoku can get it, even if it's like way up in the uh, stratosphere. So, um, so I think he's going to excel then, but he also has to prove it with Jacoby or whoever else is throwing him the ball. Yeah, I think that's the thing, Ash. If you're a $13, $14 million a year guy, the quarterback matters, but you also have to, you've got to be able to make plays. Right, and especially, like, I would argue when Deshaun Watson is out, they're going to need David Njoku more than ever to make those plays because they're going to need all the help they can get on offense from their playmakers, whether it's him, whether it's Amari Cooper, whether it's Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Like, they're going to have to make those plays happen to the best of their ability um but yeah you know it is interesting because it seems like to me you know by first training camp like David Njoku always seems like one of those names the last few years that has popped up in camp for like doing good things and I, I just you know the next step for him for me is seeing that actually fully translate into like a full year of production all right before we go I did not prepare him for this but standing next to us is the newest member of our Browns team Irie Harris and we need to at least let people hear your voice on the podcast, <laughs> Irie. So introduce yourself to our to our listeners. Uh, greetings, all. My uh, name is Irie Harris. Uh, that was a wonderful intro here from Dan. <laughs> uh, I'm glad to be here. I'm excited for you guys to be able to hear my voice, hear my pen, and I'm uh, excited to hear the criticism and everything from y'all because <laughs> I, I do believe, first and foremost, when it comes to the road of podcasts and overall journalism, that we give the listeners, the readers, the viewers what they deserve. So thank you all. 
there you go. That's a voice you're going to hear a lot more uh, moving forward here on the Orange and Brown Talk podcast. That'll do it for day 14 here in training camp. Make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, uh, rate and review us as well, and also on Spotify. And if you're not a Football Insider subscriber, again, I don't know what you've been waiting for. Join practices. You'll want to get on board. Cleveland.com slash Brown with the blue banner at the top of the page to get info and get signed up. For Mary Kay, Ashley, and Irie, I'm Dan. Thanks for listening, everybody.